Well, I'll do a whole brand of like taint candles. You know, we'll just call it taint, taint misbehaving. You know, taint like no candle you ever had. That's right. Taint my fault. <laughs> yeah. Taint not I, feeling good. <laughs> taint your mama's candle. When the taints come marching in. This is Professor Feather. And this is the Midnight Gadfly. And this is Dr. Head. And you are listening to Unsane Radio. When the tapes go marching in. Oh! Ain't always that way. All right, we're back, and we are in 1954, the history of science fiction. And uh, again, the history of science fiction means what we've seen. What by watched, by our recollection. Yes, by our recollection. We're not trying to. We're not historians. Uh, we're uh, Funtorian travelers. <laughs> we're Funtorians. I like that. We're Funtorians. All right. So, right off the bat, in 1954, we have twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Disney. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. Kurt. <laughs> well. I'll do 20,000 leagues under the sea if I can kiss a seal. (laughs) The motion picture screen explodes with unprecedented power as the two masters of imagination, Jules Verne and Walt Disney, join to bring you a shattering new experience in entertainment. Read by countless millions, Translated into 18 languages, this classic adventure is a story of measureless scope, fraught with fantastic beauty and danger. Four great stars give the spark of life to its leading characters in a series of inspirational performances. Kirk Douglas as the master harpooner, Ned Land. Got a whale of a tale to tell you lads A whale of a tale or two About the flat little fish and the girls I've loved On nights like this with the moon above A whale of a tale and it's all true I swear by my tattoos James Mason is Captain Nemo Who held the destiny of the world in his hands The real story of the ocean depths Begins where you left off Wonders Defy my powers of description. The secrets that are mine alone. Paul Lucas as Professor Aranax of the Paris Institute. I asked you to leave, Professor. You also asked me ashore to show me man's inhumanity to man. Why? To justify this? You are not only a murderer, you are a hypocrite. The proof lies out there. You call that murder? Peter Lorre as Conceal. Sure, we're friends. Go ahead. Hit me. Hmm? Hit me. You mean that? Sure, go ahead. You can't miss it. (laughs) (laughs) Now we are friends. The most vivid scenes from the novel become unforgettable on the screen. The luxurious interior of the submarine. 
the revelation of the hidden mysteries of the deep. We do our hunting and farming here. And the water? The sea supplies all my wants. The mighty harvests of the ocean kingdom. the strange creatures that menace the intruders on the ocean floor. And after a safe return, the memorable dinner party. It's remarkable. This tastes like veal. The flavor deceives you. That is filet of sea snake. Hmm? I guess this isn't lamb. That is brisket of blowfish with sea squared dressing, basted in barnacles. <clears throat> yes, Kurt, do it. Have you seen James Mason? I like no, no, I can't. Can you do? Doesn't Jay Mason eat Jane? That was that was the That was this. But he talks really just a little bit of spit. How does he do that? Yeah, I can't do James Mason. Anyway, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Jules Verne. This is actually punk. This is a remake. This is a remake. Yes. Right. I they made the it actually two times before. Thirties, right? Edis- no, and one in the twenties. No, and one in nineteen ten or something. Or was like it ten? Yeah. Oh, was it that early? One. Okay, I thought it was early twenties. But anyway, yeah, this was this was. Uh, I liked this I, movie yeah, I when too. I first saw yeah, it. I, I did too. Yeah, it, really liked it. The really. adventure. Yeah, and I like Kirk Douglas. Fantasy, Douglas sci-fi, yeah. Jules Verne. Yeah, it was Jules. It defined yeah, yeah, what Jules, it, yeah. what everybody thought Jules Verne looked right, like. Right, right. I brought all that stuff together. And the Nautilus just looks awesome. Yes. You yes, know, inside does. and out. The, the, yes. It the is design, a complete the that fantasy meets science. You know, the science fiction. The it's a fantasy yes. element. Yeah. And the and uh, that's uh, yeah. It, it it's a totally immersive. You know, in that in that sense where it, the ship just looks awesome. And there again, the color, the the Disney color. You know, it's right up there with Technicolor and stuff. This, this brings up, this movie in particular brings up uh, an odd memory for me. Because this movie was made in 1954. We're talking about 1954. Well, I saw this movie probably, and here again, I'm not real sure. It was like probably 58 to 60 when I saw this movie for the first time. And it was in the theater. Oh yeah, I, I, they, so like a reissue, and I, I, I'm seeing this on a few of these. I saw them in the theater, so there was like a reissue, you know, uh, yeah, almost like a circuit that, that I've they seen were a couple like that. Yeah. And I thought that, and this was one of them. And when I first saw it, you know, I, I remember seeing it at the, at the theater, and uh, like a, a matinee or something. Be- yeah, no, no, it was no? The first first run. Huh? Yeah. No, yeah, uh, yeah. And this was I yeah. liked the movie a lot. I think I saw it the first time on TV. Like that Disney when when they used to have the you know, on Sunday nights when they always had that Disney had a block. Yeah, the wonderful world of Disney. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think the first time I saw it was that I saw it like in two parts or whatever it was. And but anyway, yeah. But uh, yeah, the movie itself, I've always loved how the movie looked, and and I always like Kirk Douglas. The design, yeah. yeah. That's why I said that big Kirk Douglas, and it had Peter Lorre in it, who mm-hmm. is great. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And as a fan of Jules Verne, you know, how could you not want to see it? Exactly. Exactly. You know? yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. And if you look back at it, it just has the, yeah, the whole steampunk thing going on. And first visualizing or right. getting that really embedded. Well, I, this is the foundation of steampunk design. Like uh, the way this 
puts Victorian and um, yeah, uh, you, you can know, go back modern mechanical futuristic. Yeah. yeah, it's it really does just kind of like put that out there. Yeah, I love this movie. There's like mm-hmm. French postcards. You can go back and like in the 18 whatever predictions of the future. They had a lot of influence on this stuff because it's the, the ship is the nautilus is sleek but it's still got that nuts and bolts quality that makes it look very very real oh, yeah hardcore yeah, like yeah. like it very well could have been built it's plating victorian though you know yeah, yeah. very believable boil yeah. you know boilerplate type look well and it's uh it, the, all of the design is what influences alan moore and uh well alan moore's what is that league of, in- league of extraordinary gentlemen yeah yeah, yeah. Is that mm-hmm. they allude at you know as in like an atomic engine or whatever? But but anyway, crash of and, and I love Captain Nemo as a character. Let's you know he's this kind of anti-hero character. Yeah. Um, I actually read Mysterious Island before reading Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and I just I just fell in love with the character, and and uh, so I you know I like that they're that they're both together, but. I, I just have always really liked the story and the story arc and Captain Nemo as a character. Yeah, Nemo's Ahab. Then there's Ooh, yeah. Devil Girl from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> I like this movie. Good. Of course you do, Tar. Oh, I, I, it's British. It's bad. She looks like Elvira. She does, you think? She's hot. Seth, don't you, don't you think she looks comes out like, in her little, like Elvira? Her little skimpy latex yeah, yeah. Uh, black yeah. spider lady dress spider lady with costume. a skull cap and a cape. Yes. She's hot. She's hot. I agree. Yeah, she's the poster anyway. She's yeah, kind of a poster. take charge. The rest of the movie she's, is this. <laughs> oh, the robot. I like the robot. Oh, the robot. Yeah. What's his name? Chami or whatever the fuck. Jami. Mr. Roboto. I mean, I mean, yeah, whatever. She calls it something Rur. stupid, and she has that control device that uh, what vibrates. Oh no! Wink. <laughs> but it does. It's, it's like three antennas. Yeah. yeah. One the pink, one the stink, and what? It's where? a pretty, pretty, pretty boring movie overall. Kind kind of a dumb prompt premise, but hey, science. Placing their their dying race I, with with extracted. Procreative essence? Yes, what are you saying? Pretty much, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like the spaceship. But the, <laughs> the spaceship was cool. What's this next movie, Gojira? Yeah, Gojira. Anybody ever seen that one? Nope. Godzilla, king of the monsters. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Godzilla, king of the monsters. It's alive. A gigantic beast. Dotting the earth, crushing all before it in a cyclonic cavalcade of electrifying horror, raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. Godzilla, king of the monsters, incredible titan of terror, wiping out a city of six million in a holocaust of flame. Jet flames cannot destroy it. Bombs cannot kill it. All modern weapons fail. Is this the end of our civilization? Can the scientists of the world find a way to stop this creature? For the answer, see Godzilla, King of the Monsters. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. A tale to stun the mind. More fantastic than any ever written by Jules Verne. 
more terrifying than any ever shown on the screen. Awesome, incredible, unbelievable. A story beyond your wildest dreams. Dynamic violence. Savage action. Spectacular thrills. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Fantastic beyond comprehension. Gripping beyond compare. Astounding beyond belief. The mightiest monster of them all. See Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I don't like movies with guys in suits. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what a silly premise. What a silly thing to do. All dressed up. What the? Yeah. Come what on. buffoonery. Can't you guys really find an acting job? Uh, I uh, I saw this, this. The Cleveland Cinematheque showed this about a decade ago. The one when, when Gojira came back out with new subtitles and it was remastered. And it was the first time I'd seen a classic Godzilla movie in a theater. And um, it was so, it was such a wonderful experience seeing it, you know, remastered. Just a gorgeous because this is a, such a heavy movie. If you see the Japanese cut, not the American version with Raymond Burr that came out the next year. But it uh, it was not my first Godzilla movie, um, but I do remember seeing it and having seen enough of the other Godzilla movies that made me say, "Why is Godzilla being mean? You know, why is he being a bad guy in this one?" Because the ones I had seen, he was already a protector of the earth. You know, he's always the nice guy. But but this is uh, my God, the the movie that launched you know fifty imitators, you know, and, and just genres of of movies and tokusatsu and everything afterwards. You can't say enough about this movie. When you saw it, um, was it subtitled? It was. Yeah. Oh, really? Japanese. So you? Oh, yeah. It was. You the, got the, to Gojira, see it. brand new subtitles. You know everything on it. And this is a thirty-five um, millimeter print. That I. What? I'm, Do you I'm know what year this was? was? When did you see it? You said about ten years ago. Uh, it was probably about a decade ago. Mm-hmm. When it, when it when it came back out, it was like a remastered version. Let's see. Well, fifty-four. It might have been. It maybe it was two thousand and four. Then it might have been the fiftieth anniversary. Okay. So oh, like, like a special time. showing been, type thing. It was. It was. Well, it, was, it went around theaters in the in the states. Mm-hmm. You know, they brought it back out for like just several weeks at a time, and a handful of theaters would show it. Right. So it was playing in Cleveland, and I uh, went to see it, and uh, it was, it was quite cool. And what was great about it is that everyone there, except for one one ass hat, everyone there was <laughs> treating it very seriously. And some guy started making jokes about it. And I said, hey, shut the hell up. <laughs> and then everyone applauded, and the guy never said a word the rest of the movie. So everyone there, except for him, was there to, to see this you know, classic science fiction I just had movie. a flash of Crispin Glover. Oh, right, hey, right. you. Just yeah. shut yeah. the hell up. It was Joel. <laughs> When was the first time you saw it, Feather? Gorgia. Or Godzilla, or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I saw the bastardized American version first. Didn't get to see Gojira until... Yeah, yeah me too. Quite, Late, quite later, later, a lot later, you know, when I actually got to see the... Um, Internet. It, it actually... No, it was actually um, VHS. Yeah, I know. I okay. got a VHS copy of Gojira and watched it. That's Sometimes. how right. I first saw it. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, just you know, night and day, but blown away by it. Um, mm-hmm. I think if I would have been a kid and watched that at the theater, I'd have probably freaked out, you know, because it's mm-hmm. kind of a dark movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's really dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Especially the scenes they put back mm-hmm. in, the Japanese version. Yes. The stuff that they cut out was too sensitive for yes. American people. Yes. The heavier talk about, you know, the atomic radiation, how is the, you know, Americans' fault. And then that scene where the mother's covering her child, yes. you know, and, and Godzilla is looming in the overhead and looking down and, and she says, we'll be with daddy soon. You know, it's like, holy shit. You know, it's a, it's a, just a frightening moment. And then, you know, then Godzilla just breathes that fire down, you know, and you see the human tragedy. It's not just buildings being knocked down and airplanes, you know, you see it from the point of view of the, of the human level. And that's, that's, it's super intense that way because you see the human destruction, the human suffering, Yes, that comes from this monster wreaking havoc wherever he goes. Yeah, and that's one of the things that's so powerful. Still, you know, sixty-five years later, this this film still is is a potent force of nature. Absolutely, and it's still a direct indictment against the United States too. At the time, you could see why they cut it, well, turn sure. it over. Yeah, for the American market. And yeah, I, yeah. I think they really emphasize that in Shin Godzilla, the more modern one as well. They so. bring. That's what I really yeah, like about that one. We talked about we talked about that. We did, yeah. 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 It brought back a lot of the old yes, elements to right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd like to add on Shin Godzilla, if you look at the monster and the original production of Gorgira, the pre-production sketches look a lot like Shin Godzilla. It's supposed to represent That's pretty that. cool. Yeah, yeah, it does. I I was just thinking it, it had, it's supposed to represent that mushroom cloud and if you look at it head on it has that look to it but anyway yeah but but yeah. for 1954 i mean you know this was it, in its in its pristine form it was a statement yeah <laughs> you know it was a big statement at the time and, and which it, is i think of i kind of weird pretty, because it's a pretty ballsy statement too and, and you know? it's kind of weird because it's a ripoff of that american movie of the the, the beast Beast from twenty thousand. Yeah, that was the influence. Yeah, that and yeah. and also what was happening in the Bikini Atoll. Yeah, exactly. With the ship called the, the Lucky Dragon that and, had been radiated, and all the people that were sick and dying yes, from the radiated yes. fish from all the atomic bomb yes. testing going on yes. in the Pacific, uh-huh. and how it was you know killing people in Japan and all the sickness and things that was kind of reliving that. And when you see Godzilla's attack, and, and you just see it smoldering. I mean, it just had to bring back the still very fresh memories of you know hiroshima and nagasaki that complete destruction right, right. and and it just it opening up a wound that those visceral horrors that they I mean, that they lived through literally wasn't that only like 10 years prior i mean exactly right not even you know so yeah so it was it it had to be still evokes this and it, i'm sure it has oh, it, and the fishing Japanese boat culture. thing oh, i'm sorry what, what, the fishing boat thing wasn't that like and that was later on though wasn't that like a Oh, 50, when they were doing the hydrogen bomb testing and the, the yeah, Japanese sure fishing the, boat. But, sure, it, but, it, but anyway, yeah, the atomic. In the 50s, but called the, yeah, the Lucky Dragon. And that was like one, that was a specific incident that keeps on being referred to as the kind of impetus, the catalyst for let's make this movie, you know, with, with this heavy political theme, this ideology and make that the bent, but still keeping the the excitement of a monster creature movie right. like twenty, you know, the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Yeah, it was the the bikini thing, the experiment or whatever. Anyway, so there it is. Gog <laughs> is next. Ivan Anybody? Tours again. Yeah, you you mentioned Ivan Tours earlier. He, yeah, if you look at his movies, they they look like they're made to be TV series. Like pilots, 
I want to say I saw this, but I just can't remember. The robot looks familiar, but I, boy, I just don't uh-huh. know. I can't remember one way or another. Feather, do you remember this? Kind of. It's the one with that robot that they program it in to do something. It's like, eh, it takes forever to get over there to do it. And it's like, uh, it's like a multi arm tank. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, Has yes. Richard Egan in it? Who plays Gog? <laughs> Was it Billy Barty? Yes. No, no. Um, from Terror of Tiny Town. Oh, Billy Curtis. Billy Curtis. Uncredited, I right? might add. Isn't, wasn't he? <laughs> yes. Yeah, Uncredited, he played, I might he, add. Yeah, he played, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Gog for you. Yeah, there's Gog. And yeah. then there's Killers from Space. Hey, Tar, I remember, didn't we do an episode of Killers from Space? Well, I think we I did think it was a while back, several. wasn't it? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> We did. We <laughs> we did a couple. We did too. You're right. You're absolutely right. Killers from space. Um, here's another one that was abduction. Oh, the, yeah, abduction. alien abduction. This is really the first that we can determine of an alien abduction encounter. As far as we can determine, no anal probes. We that was Damn never it. determined. That was never determined. But he did have a did have a scar in his chest. But here, yeah, here again, it was like, you know, this influence. And it was Peter Graves. And it was Peter Graves who, you know, he keeps popping up. Him and James Arness, you know, they both keep popping up. His older brother. They they keep (laughs) popping up all over the place. But Killers from Space. Oh, yeah. Directed by, what, Lee Wilder, who was Billy Wilder's brother? Lesser brother. Lesser brother. (laughs) Hey, this was an independent film. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. This puts us in the category of you know like every Ed Wood film. Right? Yes, not there yet, but, but it's pretty. It's noted it's, uh, noted it's, for its goofy aliens that kind of look like the Phantom with ping pong ball eyes. <laughs> oh, they, and mitten hands and mitten hands, and yeah, but they do have the the TV technology that's pretty cool. But then they do the big the big reverse screen big. Big insects uh, he, provided by. He's running. Through, yeah, he's running through the through these corridors, looking at these big insects and the and the sound effects. Yeah, the sound effects. <laughs> like the sound effects. <laughs> yeah. It's just a. It's it's a good movie. There we go. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Monster from the ocean floor. Oh, that's a bad movie too. Why art Odong <laughs> directed it? <laughs> All right then, Riders to the Stars. Yeah. Mm, no. No. Oh, I've seen that. I've probably seen it, but I don't. They were. It. That's a. That's another one that was supposed to be like a science patrol thing. They uh, oh, they were supposed so to, it's so it's kind of like, kind of like Rocky Jones. Or is that what you're a saying? A little, but they were like scientists that needed to. Was it TV? They based? needed to know what's up there, so they were trying to retrieve asteroid beat bits of meteor before these astronauts. So they had to train them to like fly these rockets up and actually. Contact had to do with like the metal. Yeah, yeah. Something about metal alloys. And bring it back. Space. Yeah. So, and so it's rocket s- ships going up and getting. Trying to get samples resources. of these oh, samples. Yeah. So they can and bring, bring them, back. them back. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's, it's interesting in its premise, but watch it once. Yeah, it's interesting. It, I mean, grade B, grade C? It's grade B. Okay. But. It's, snow, it's just because oh, it's different. It's, it's one of those of, trying, ah, to, yeah. trying to be. Uh, how, how about Snow Creature? 
That's another, <laughs> another Billy, Lee Wilder. That's a, yeah, another Billy Wilder brother. Ooh, that's a bad Billy one. Billy Wilder's brother. Is that the one where it gets loose in L.A.? In you the tell sewers? me. In the sewers of L.A. And it looks like it's made out of carpet? Yeah. Looks like it's a, another, you know, uh, police squad movie. <laughs> that sounds like a Night Stalker and it looks episode. Like, and the monster's pretty bad. It was kind of a, it was a badly made Night Stalker's episode. It Stranger is. from Venus. You remember that? Patricia Neal? It's pretty bad. Yes. It's, it's like a remake just, of uh, Dave Erston still. Yeah. But bad. But bad. Yeah. <laughs> talky. This is a talky, very boring. And not well. Yeah. <laughs> and Patricia Neal is pretty, but it's not going to save it's that. It's not movie. working. And Helmut Dantine. I mean, Helmut Dantine. You know, he was the he, he was the Aryan German. <laughs> oh, you could rub the hound. Well, that's my favorite type of gum, Dantine. That's another <laughs> thing that, it, that all this stuff that we're talking about, it's kind of interesting because it all pretty much falls under the purview of white middle class America, um, a reflection thereof. Uh, there is we've we've seen very little people of color in most nope. of these movies. Um, of almost of any shade, unless they're unless they're the alien. Actually, probably the um, George Powell movies. They had yeah, more of a more a little cross section than the, yeah a lot of other movies. Yeah. And when worlds collide, but still, it was very uh, Min- yeah. uh, caucus centric. But just I just want to throw that in there. Target Earth. I like Target Earth. <laughs> I do. Like with that. Kind of weird, like the, great see robot. Like one, ro- one or two robots is like the most, maybe one robot is the only one you see on screen at a time. You know, they have that low budget. But, but the there are multitudes. Everywhere. Yeah, they're everywhere, but you only see one at a time. Well, sure. And they <laughs> got that, they, they look cool, unless they, you watch yeah. them actually move. And it's, a, you know, it's it's got this kind of claustrophobic, you know, panicky, uh, you know, end of, the, end of the world kind of feel, because there's only a few people left in a city and... And uh, you know the, these robots are everywhere, and that paranoia is is kind of present. And I thought, man, for such a super low budget movie, I, I I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. I didn't see this until maybe probably fifteen or twenty years ago. I think it was the first time I saw it, and I I just think it's fun. It, it's all and it's it's almost a cross between science fiction and noir. No, almost yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean, though. That there's certain have, there's certain aspects, you know, that that they kind of took from from noir and added it into the science it, fiction element, which, you know, it, under better hands, it might have been really good. Yeah, it has Richard Denning in it, and Richard who is Denning. like a, he's been in a actually quite a few of these kind of things, and later on, I guess. Yeah, but, big uh, in big in the TV industry yeah. too. But a lot of these, uh, descent, you know. Disaster type, alien invasion type movies and such. Them. James uh, Whitmore. Now I this. Go ahead. This go is ahead. really good. Doctor Head. I was just. It's on the my list of movies that if it's on, I will always watch it. You know, if it's coming on, I'll DVR it. It is I a really good. Movie, always yeah. watch this movie. Just it's such an entertaining. Fun movie, James Arness again, and the the just the giant. I love the, in fact that it's giant ants, and the cast is great. You know, Edmund uh, Edmund Gwen and James Arness. You yeah. know, James Whitmore. Um, but the de- and definite the, the definite uh, military trend approach to dealing you know, with the problem. Dealing with yeah. the problem, and what is the problem? Just you know, the common theme of the day. Atomic. Don't spill your sugar on the ground. Those ants will get it. Damn it. <laughs> 
And yeah, then, we get the radiated ants in the, in the desert now of America, not uh, not overseas, but here the atomic testing has mutated these ants from a decade of, of the atomic testing. That's right. Which and is interesting when he says cars. that, though. I yes. love that when he yeah. says that. It's just like, years yeah, of like it's atomic ten testing. Years, yeah, to, to make them huge. Huge. But they are bugs, so you know, they could do. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good movie. It's a pretty good movie. Except for the hairy ants. Well, was, well yeah. Well, up close. I think this. Yeah, the spe- I think the special effects aren't. No, aren't, no, they're they're, they're, they're not, good. They're, they're all right. Yeah, they're all right, but I don't think they're. But good. Yeah, so I think it's like the first time you. Well, you have like a big animatronic ant. Right. I kind of, I kind of like that. It's a real thing. Yeah. In the, in oh a, no, it's, not, it's a superimposed it's ant cool. that they you know took a picture of and it blew it up and you have it. You could see it walking around in the background, like we'll see with like tarantula and those other movies, right. you know. But um, I always yeah. forgave the movie early form prosthetics. Uh, device, yeah, to use. Yeah, and yeah. it's, yeah. it's fun. Just and, then, and the sound they make, that kind of, kind of vibrating, yeah. screeching yeah. sound yeah. is crickets. It sounds like it's, crickets. Uh, it's, yeah, it's yeah, it's really great. Or locusts. I guess it's locusts. And out when you're out in the country, or it sounds like a water pump getting ready to fail on a ninety-two Ford Tempo. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> well, the ninety-three sounded completely different. So you know. Oh, so that brings us up to the next year. Tobor, they, no, we forgot Tobor. Tobor the Great. I was trying to forget it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like this I one. saw that. I saw that move. <laughs> I like this movie. This is, uh, now see, when it's a little kid, I like this. Tobor the like, Betty. Yeah. Like the little kid, Gage. Gage. Only Gage can control the giant robot. They have a bond. God damn it. AI and little kid. Anyway, I like Tobor. It was good. It was uh, he's big old clunky robot, supposed to be an yeah. astro mechanical man, but he just kind of yeah, he's pretty clunky. <laughs> just, yeah, pretty clunky, kind of slow. But Gage loves him. But he was great. He was. And and Tobor is robot spelled backwards. But you can only tell that by looking at it in a mirror. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't get that. Holy that shit. That was my brain. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 1955, The Beast with Million Eyes. Get that? That was almost a rhyme there, buddy. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> was that a Roger Corman one? <laughs> no. No, but no, it was like no, a. Pre- it was co produced by Roger Corman. No. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. It was like the beginning of that stuff. No. Shut up. <laughs> it had, uh, it had, what's his, what's the name? Uh, Paul yeah, Bistel. Paul Birch is in it too. Yeah. But it had Paul, uh, Paul Bistel's, uh, Alien. Yes. He made one. And That's the right. spaceship. He made yes. both those. Yes. That's Probably true. didn't get paid for it very much. <laughs> no. I don't think the budget on that movie was too off nope. the bay. <laughs> oh, what? Into the world of Ed Wood Jr. Ooh, we, Bride of the Monster is unleashed. Oh, I love this movie. Bringing back Bella and in, in his in his gaunt form, <laughs> and bringing back Tor Johnson. Tor Johnson in his portly form. Boy Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should I walk over this side? <laughs> Wait, is this, is this his first film? 
No, he was in Plan Nine. What, what did we? And he miss, actually he was did in we the miss 40s. Plan Nine? No, I don't think Plan Nine think was Plan made 9. yet. That comes later. That's what I mean. That's what I'm saying. This is this is the first one that he's no, noted for, right? But Tor Johnson was in other movies though too. Sure, but uh, are you Ed talking Wood, about Wood, Ed Wood? Yeah, Ed Wood. I'm talking about Ed Wood. Yeah. In this genre, he had some other. Yeah, Glenn or, Glenn or Glenda was nine. before this. Jailbait. Jailbait. Okay. Oh, no, that was right. later. Wasn't no, it? Okay. I think Jailbait might yeah, be yeah. later. So yeah. Yeah. No, I for, I forgot about those. Yeah, Bride of the Monster, Bella Lugosi, Tor Johnson directed. <laughs> Tony McCoy! Tony McCoy, who's, and whose Bullwine. dad was one of the chief financial uh, backers, so that's why Tony got in. Hey, th- this movie was shown on TV all the time when I was a kid in the 70s. Because it was cheap. Well, yeah, but it didn't matter. We still thought it was fucking awesome. I mean, we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty bad, but funny. Yeah. Look at that octopus. Dude, I, well, I, I, I watched... I love how they, they cover this so well in the Ed Wood, you know, the movie, the Johnny Depp movie, you know, with the octopus yes. and how yeah, it, yeah, you know, yeah. they forgot the motor and stuff like that. You know, if that's all true, it's fantastic. But That movie, but, uh, Ed Wood by uh, Tim Burton, Tim Burton. Is, is one of my top ten movies. I love that oh, movie. Oh, no, that's good. I don't, I don't know what it is about that movie, but I can watch it anytime. Well, there's a certain charm to Ed Wood movies. You know, they're pretty bad. They've got some pretty bad acting. Yeah. The sets are, you know, kind of cheesy a lot of the times. But there's the special effects. But there's some charm. Surreal. Yeah, there, there's, there's there's a surreality. Some yeah. something that to them that actually makes you <laughs> kind of want to watch them over and over. If you can suspend, the I know. Kind of like, no, there's there might be one or two, but. Video. I will not. I like will not run drone. that thread through all of them, though. <laughs> you cannot do that. Which one? Which one do you not? Oh, run I don't know. Like, wrong. <laughs> no, go ahead. What? Are we talking what? about the the ones he directed or the ones he? Uh, yeah, directed. Also wrote. No, directed. Wrote and directed. Yeah, yeah not, where, not... He, where he's the auteur. He right. is the auteur. What's the one that has the stage with the fucking instruments playing? Uh, <laughs> Night of the Ghoul. Yeah, yes. Okay, so I'm telling uh, Yeah, I'm telling you. I watch that and I think this is this is high art surrealism. This is it is so oh, weird. Really? It is really? it is. I could I could literally put that up against everything. Tim and Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. That's the guy in the miner's hat, Mongo. With, with this, a, my, was it a miner's hat or was I it don't a, know. I thought it was a pith helmet. Was it like one of those little pith helmets? I, I don't, don't know remember. either. But I was laughing like, so hard. Are you still there, Doctor Head? I'm here. Okay, just want to make sure. And what was Mongo no, supposed? Was Mongo supposed to be a spirit guide? Was that what he was? I believe so. I'm just yeah. enjoying the give and take. <laughs> That's what you. My said. last massage. <laughs> yes. Speaking of taint, Bride of the Monster. I think Tar and Feather Psycho Cinema has an episode out with the Bride of the Monster. Well, yes, they if they do. don't, they're negligent. No, they do. They do. Believe me. They're negligent. They've got negligent. <laughs> oh, oh that's in that's in our next episode. It's been got ban- candles. That's got been banned. That's, that's been banned everywhere. Creature with the Adam Brain. What's that? Another Richard Denning spectacular. <laughs> oh, this is the the bad guy wants to get back at everyone and. Uh, Somehow he gets a, a Nazi scientist who's 
can make atomic robots, I guess, by replacing their brains and controlling these corpses to uh, Re- replace the, the for their the nefarious brain with a, an electronic brain, yeah, something brain? like that, and then that activates them with so some kind like of radioactive zombies? stuff. Yeah, so like a zombie. Yeah, a, a, a radio controlled yeah. RC zombie. Yeah, pretty much. Have you ever seen it? You've seen it. I've seen it. Sure. I have not. Really? Anyway, I, I there's I a couple of good scenes in it. I just don't. I don't recall it. Yeah, they're like atomic robot zombies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's kind of cool. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. That was fun. Conquest of space. <laughs> now this one, I I like it. It's a it, it's a love hate thing. I like parts of it. Other parts, it just gets a little too much for me. The whole. When he freaks out about the religious thing and crashes on Mars and all that stuff. Yeah, it's just kind of, yeah, I messed up. But. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, but it, kind of a commentary of the times. Yeah, I guess. Sure. Sure. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> we'll go with it. Oh, then you get the Phantom from 10,000 Leagues. Yes. Hey, hey, Tar. We did this. I think wasn't this an episode of Psycho I Cinema? I think so too. You guys do everything, and we were all all strewn in plastic, which is saying a sad state of yeah. This is, of a, our this is a this is a pretty uh, our eco-minded story. Snorer. <laughs> a lot of dead area in this movie, but there's a few few. Uh, Quips. Yeah, nah, never mind. No, yeah. There's nothing right. good about this movie. Watch this our, la- watch our this later one. Of those movies I paid a dollar for, you know? Yes. At, yeah. at Big Lots or Odd Lots or something. Well, and, probably uh, out of our trunk of our car. At least I got a case out of it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but yeah, worth want, worth worth watching the Tar and Feather version because it's we kind oh, of yes. we kind of uh, don't leave it alone. Oh, day the world ended. Another Richard Denning, and this is where. Our buddy Paul Blasdell. Yes, Paul and also is it Blasdell or Blasdell? Blasdell, I think. Blasdell. 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 And <laughs> our good buddy Roger Corman. Yes, run head on. <laughs> Paul Birch again. Seen seen this one. Bringing this. You've never seen it. The really? world ended. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, with the, with the mutant. Ah, oh, the monster. This I'm one sorry. actually has the the mutant monster that. All little kids wanted, you know. It has three eyes, the the armor plated body, two little arms sticking out of its shoulder. It, it's, yeah, and it's telepathic. <laughs> it has horns and pointed ears. Yeah, it's great. And apparently, Paul was so short that they had to uh, put him on uh, apple boxes when he was around the the woman and yeah, how they had to film him. Just to be make careful. Him, make, yeah. It's the Allen Ladd uh, technique. Syndrome. <laughs> it wasn't the syndrome. Yes, it was. It was nefarious. Oh. They couldn't um, get him the antidote in time. Now we're in 1955 and Godzilla Raids? What's this? Ed? Godzilla Raids again. It was the Americanized title of. Oh, really? no, that was, no, Godzilla Raids again. That's the Japanese title. It, I think uh, this is probably the worst Godzilla movie there is. Yeah, the direct sequel to it, and in the American version, it was called Gigantus, the Fire Monster. Um, oh, yeah, okay. The introduction okay. of the first uh, time you see another kaiju, you see Anguilus. 
shows up, and that's really yeah, the, the how spiky you see back it. Wheels. Oh, okay. yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Like, yeah. I like it. It's, like an I mean, it doesn't have nearly the gravitas. Right? Like of, an ankylosaurus. You know, I mean, it, yeah. Godzilla, you know, yeah. Gojira. Um, but it I kind of like it for what it for what it is. It's a lot lighter in tone, but it's not not really comedic. It's and interesting to watch. It's a much smaller story. You know, it doesn't focus on huge cities being destroyed right. and catastrophic, you know, destruction. Well, there is one scene of that. But it focuses on a much smaller group of people who all work with a, a fishing company and the kind of the, the interplay of their lives and how they're trying to rebuild and, you know, get get things going uh, in post, you know, post-war. And uh, then these monsters kind of show up and kind of, you know, kind of throw their plans awry. So I I, li- I like it. I've grown to like it a lot more. Every time I watch it, um, I, I like it a little bit more. But I... I didn't see it probably till like God, 1990s. We didn't even know it was there. Um, oh, really? Know. Yeah, because yeah, you know there was no list of Godzilla movies, and at the time uh-huh. there were no DVDs coming out, or all the movies you had to buy on VHS were from you know bootleg sources. And so when we, you know, I was living with Tim Bean at the time. So when we when we uh, started uh, getting these movies, we found that one. I'm like Godzilla rates again. Like well. Let's check it out. Well, yeah, neither of us had known there was a sequel at the time. Interesting. Oh, that's cool. Huh. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. That, that was probably a pretty exciting discovery. Yeah. The only time oh, yeah. I knew there was one was like from Famous Monsters, seeing pictures from it. I've never saw the movie until much later. Yeah. But anyway. And I think George Takei does some of the voice acting in it as well. Oh, doesn't he do Rodan too? Or he did. It? Yeah. 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 It. Came from beneath the sea. Well, that's where all the sea foam comes from, then. <laughs> oh. it I think we're in a trend here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ray Harryhausen and his what they call it the sectopolis or whatever, something like that. Yeah, the six-armed octopus. Right. Yeah, whatever that story is. Cheaper to do that. Anyway. Yeah, it was yeah, a fun movie. Yeah. It, it had fun. had Toby. Toby, what's his name? Oh, who played the Tobor? Tobor the Great. Yes, <laughs> Kenneth Toby. He can. Yeah, that's him. The Thing. He was from right. The Thing, and uh, he's in this, and he still kind of plays the same kind of character. You know that tough military guy. Yeah, and he's also in I think the Beast from Twenty Thousand Fathoms. Yes, too. he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah, playing the same military. I think it's the same uniform. Yeah, same. He's wearing. He probably the, owned it. That's why I got the part. <laughs> no, that's all right. I bought my own. Somebody with somebody <laughs> with a uniform. With a, you're hired. Yeah, you're hired. <laughs> yeah. See. Well, but anyway, you got yeah. a six-pound doctor post somewhere. Yeah, come <laughs> in. See. I liked him though. He, he always. That's a good movie. He, he always yeah, played it believable. A, a classic. Though. It's a fun. It's a fun movie, and then Harryhausen's animation is great. You know, so yeah, well, it, you know, well, as limited as they allowed him to do, it was it was pretty cool. It was up there. Yeah, it was good. It's good. King Dinosaur. King Dinosaur. Uh, Bert. Gordon. It's very forgettable, but you have Bert I Gordon. So. <laughs> Mr. Big. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, very forgettable. <laughs> the MST. It was supposed you know, to be a T Rex. That makes it entertaining, but it it's it's not. It's not something you want to run to. The monster did, didn't it? It wasn't like a lizard that ran on his back legs all the time. They called it a T-Rex, but it looked like a <laughs> like an iguana. 
เอาเอาเอาเนสทัทัทัท whatever monster snowman oh uh, half in, human yeah that oh okay it, it's that banned. was the English dub yes yes isn't that banned and it, it, the movie's banned you can't see it in Japanese or Japan really the the Honda version is I would always want to see what that looked like but All you get is this. Uh, I'm probably probably can if I don't have it. I, I'm sure I probably know a few people who have it. I'll be sure to get you a copy. What the which one? Monsters No Man. Yeah, the Honda version. So you've never seen the. the yeah, let's. Uh, I thought that was banned. That's an episode. I know they have uh, they have uh, an American version, which was uh, what was that called? Half Human, like you were saying. But they yeah. had like John Carradine and all those guys doing all this bantering, with like scenes spliced in from that movie. But apparently, Toho withdrew the the movie in their country because they found it offensive to the mountain people or whatever it was. Oh, okay. And so it's like <laughs> banned. Yeah, no, I'm serious. Have you ever seen the movie yes. Gadfly? I have not. No. Okay. Not yeah, yeah. I would like to see the original Japanese one of. That's why I say an episode would be good because I'd watch that. Yeah, and there's a, there's a there's some there's one if this is the movie I try remember there's a, a couple of gruesome scenes, but uh, yeah, it's it's one of the early one of the early non giant kaiju uh, Toho films. Yeah, Bigfoot like kind yeah. of creature, and I and it kind of and it has like that. Duh, it's called Monster Snowman. <laughs> Yeah, but but it has that like a gargantua like look look to look it. The big shoulders and stuff. It look. I like the suit. I thought the suit looked cool, and he's kind of like balding. <laughs> he was a middle aged snowman. He was. He had a bold, bold cap. He looked like a big macaque. That's what he looked like. The quartermass experiment. Quartermass is. Interesting, the whole concept. Have I you, love, have you I seen love this? Quartermass. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen this? I love all Brian the Quartermass. Straight tries to play straight science. Yes. I mean, be yeah. you know, hard, you know, very cold about it, and yeah, very detached. Right. It was called the Creeping Unknown in the United States. Yes. I think that's how I probably first saw it under that. Title. Yes, that's what, when I first saw it. I didn't sure. know there was there were more Quartermass movies. That's Quartermass in the Pit was the first one I'd yes. seen growing yeah. up. Yes. The other thing that was called like was it nine thousand or nine million. Five million years to Earth. Yeah. yeah. And then I saw these Quatermass movies, and um, I thought I like them. I like them all. I mean, you see a lot of the heavy. I saw them backwards. Files, you know, off of these movies, especially the second one. Oh, yeah. I like the second one. Yeah. Dr. Tar made me watch them all in uh, therapy. Mm -hmm. They're not bad. The Asylum was just, uh, I don't know, it was good. But I, I. I think the one I still like the most is uh, the uh, the five million years to Earth one. Uh, All right. So what about the mess in the pit or yeah, right, whatever that was? Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. So what about the Revenge of the Creature? Number yeah. two. This is the second creature movie. Um, here again. Um, what is it? Thing? It's it's a it's a John Agar. Yeah, yeah. It's a good sequel. Um, oh, it's all right. Yeah, yeah. I think they do a pretty good job, and it, it kind of progresses the story a little bit more. You want to see yeah. the creature, and they provide that, right? Right. Don't they? Don't they capture it, and they bring yeah. it to Sea World? They put them in the, the, the oceanarium. 
Yeah. yeah, let's talk about it later because that's going to be in another oh, that's episode. Right. Uh, I Moving on to another Jack Arnold Tarantula. movie. Tarantula. Tarantula. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. God damn it, do I have a fucking joke? <sighs> Mesa of hot, messy women. With John Agar and Maricorte. And Leo G. Carroll. Come on. With his deformed face. Kind of like the... Yeah, it's a, it's a... it's a, a, I like it. Do you? I do. It, it's a big bug movie. I mean, look, it's slow. It's I slow. The, it is it's a but little slow, but it I is saw, a big bug movie. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. But. And I think it's um, what's it? Um, slow burn. Clint Eastwood's <laughs> first movie appearance, right? No, that was. Um, oh, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. Yeah, he at was the very that, end. Yeah, he's he like, the, like there for like eight seconds or ten seconds, and you fly the jet. Yeah. This is podcast gold right here. I'm telling you. <laughs> But you have that giant, the big, you know, tarantula, and that—that's you know, like like Which them. Always... Like, this is them. It's got a real tarantula. They just kind of they shot and blew it up, and then here it is, just kind of walking uh, in the background. And it's just and, a black uh, mat. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's just for a know. lot of it is just a black mat. That's right. Right. Which is kind of irritating. Yes. Then they get that close up of that big uh, prop that they made of the. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, oh, the arm. The is that the one where the woman's the inside her house and the, and the arm comes through? Or yes. Is that, or is it <laughs> and it's looking through the window. And it has yeah. a side. Yeah, you know, it was. I guess it was just as good as them. Yeah. Well, I thought them was a little better. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It was a step above. Yeah, yeah. I can't get above, above the, the shagginess of yeah, the ant. Yeah, the shaggy ant story. Anyway, <laughs> tarantula. And then tarantula. brings up. Uh, one of my Earth. favorites, yeah, The Silent Earth. Yeah, starting out 1955. This, this, and uh, Forbidden Planet were kind of how. This is what defined yeah. me. I think. Let me turn on my interocitor. <laughs> Never done. Now this, I like this Hal movie. Meacham. This is a this is a, no Cal Meacham. This sorry. is a science fiction <laughs> movie. I mean, you know, pure and simple and pulp. And pulpish. You know, yes. and all yes. that. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the most genius titles ever. Yeah, and that's I mean, from, I mean, it's it's a story by... Right, yeah. By it's whom? A, it's by, an old pulp story. Yeah, who? Yeah. but who who wrote the story? Sure. Do you know? I don't know. But it's, it's a great old, title. Like yeah, in the 20s, right. wasn't it? Was it? In the was 20s? It, did it come it, in the 20s? I don't know. But anyway, um, yeah, Rex Reason... Who, Faith Donahue, who's been in a couple of the movies we haven't mentioned before. By the way, Rex Reason's... Older brother played the captain in uh, King Kong Escapes. Oh, really? I just thought I'd throw that out there. Rhodes Reason? Yeah. Wasn't that Rex's uh, older brother? Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anywho. Yeah, This Island Earth was... uh, I like this one. Wide in scope. Raymond F. Jones was the story. Uh, Yes, uh, that doesn't ring a bell for me. (laughs) Ray Jones. Ray Jones. Don't know. He's no Ray Dennis Deckler. He got. (laughs) (laughs) He's no Ray Basham, motherfucker. He's. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, aliens kidnap engineers and scientists to help their dying world. Essentially. But this one, Mars yes. needs engineers. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Metaluna does, and which is a great name, yeah. Metaluna. Metaluna. Which, if you know, you try to break that down, that's kind of weird. Like a, 
like a fake moon? A fake, fake, uh, no, a, a real moon that's fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are we done with 1955? We're done. With no, not with not with no, this. This island Earth though had the had the great. Uh, okay, we're still okay. Keep going. But you know, the scientists kidnapped, and when the spaceship takes out from behind the mansion and stuff, that was cool stuff. That's true. Yeah, the special and blowing up the good. cars with yes. their rays. And, yes. And no, the, I agree. And the machinery. Agreed. I love the machinery. Agreed. The interrosseter. I, I thought it was a, a misstep for MST3K to use this movie for their I their agree. movie. I, <laughs> no, I I agree. It, you know, fucking it words. Was, it, it was too. It's too good of a movie. You know, that's what we said the first time yeah. we saw that. And and I saw it in a the theater, and like the jokes were bad. They were kind of dumbed down. There was a joke about you know because they're usually pretty literate, pretty smart. You know, they make jokes that are, you know, that's sometimes they have to exactly. look up like who yeah, they're referring to. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you know, they were making like fart jokes. I'm like, what are you? What happened? You know, they were pandering to the masses. Not, which is what not that I mind that, but it was just yeah. yeah they, and I, I joke. Really be, I joke because you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right with that one. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's they're much smarter. Oh, and it had the monster. This was just the, the, it was just a, it just comes off as feeling kind of weak, anemic. You know, just like oh, okay, that's not so fun. But this had the mutant in it. We're coming out of nineteen fifty-five. Yeah, are you guys? Go? I was getting ready to go into nineteen fifty-six, which is going to come up someday. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> My tank. <laughs> that was the t- that taint. Taint my right. fault. Taint the right one. <laughs> Revenge of the taint. Yeah, you guys want to watch me take a dump? Say. You've been tainted. By Unsane Radio. <laughs> oh, y'all. This is Dr. Tonto. <laughs> and this is Featherstein. This is Cisco. And you've been Dr. watching wait, wait. so oh. oh, You missed one. Dr. Tainted. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Tainted. And you're listening to Very Sane Radio. Untainted Radio. Untainted Radio. Radio. Now it's time to have your tape checked out. <laughs> and now you can touch the monkey. Where can you find us? Tape, tape, <laughs> Type that shit in right now. Right now. Taint, 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 dot, taint. Dot com, dot, taint. Get slash. Spells out SOS. You can find us at uh, unsaneradio.com. Unsaneradio at gmail.com is our... Email appellation. Speck it back to us. We're Spotified, but only in certain regions. <laughs> in Tatesville. <laughs> we are seeking cosmetic <laughs> surgery for this. <laughs> only for those people who can type. 
guitarandfeather.com is Spell a real it. site. Spell it. I'm not kidding. It's a real site. <laughs> Spell it. It's very real. T A R R A N D F E T H E R dot com. Tarnfeather.com. You want to see episodes of Tarnfeather Psycho Cinema? Go there. You want to read a really good book? Spell that. Amazon. Spell that. Spell which one? Amazon? A M A Z O N. Dot taint. Dot taint. That's not the Amazon I was going to. That's our, that's our new suck fix. That's right. That's what it smells like down there. That's my new candle. Amazon. I bet you slug on the Amazon. Spell it. Thank you, Gwen. Try to be funny. Are we going to do it? (laughs) No, that's why I didn't want to tell anybody. But it's so natural. I'm being funny right now. No, I meant I have no clothes on. (laughs) I can't help being funny. (laughs) It's true.